So this week, I asked for fellow African podcasters from Nigeria to share their thoughts and feelings on the recent NSARS protests and outbreaks taking place across Nigeria. Now, SARS, the special anti-robbery squad, is a great example of the justice everyone is trying to achieve in a year plagued of political unrest, especially with the African and black community. SARS is an abusive unit of police that have been around for many years, causing violence, rape, torture, murder and distress to typically young Nigerians. On the new African Roundtable mini-series from the Sound of a Crowd podcast, we pass the mic to other podcasters and voices from the African and diaspora community who want to amplify their voices and give their opinions on trending themes or events. For the guests that submitted their opinions this week, uh, we are truly grateful for your contributions. Now, this is content that we don't normally do But as a Ghanaian-based podcast, we wanted to extend an arm to our fellow Nigerian brothers and sisters. Now, the Sound of a Crowd podcast is paying for everyone and express deep concerns and condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one, friend, co-worker or contact of theirs on the back of the recent massacre of protesters at the Lekki Tollgate and beyond. For the show notes for this episode, please visit thesoundofacra.com forward slash SARS. That's thesoundofacra.com forward slash SARS. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. I'm passing on the mic. My name is Nikia Alani and I'm from Nigeria. And SARS has been so dear to my heart. I've been very vocal about bringing an end to systemic injustices in our nation. And police brutality is a huge piece It's not by mistake that our nation is quite apathetic about human rights abuses. It's a deliberate, intentional policy to create an atmosphere of fear, intimidation, oppression, such that the powers that be retain political and economic power and can perpetuate and maintain corruption at the expense of her citizens. NSARS is about not just dismantling obviously, and upholding human rights, but it's also about bringing and uplifting the rising generation, millennials and below, such that they're seen as not half human, (laughs) we're full humans, and we're worthy of being leaders in our own rights, in business, in society, and in governance. In Nigeria, The average age in politics of leaders is 62, I believe, but the average age of the population is 18. NSARS is not just, like I said, about ending police brutality, but an opportunity for the old to hear the young's voices is really a cry out for, we want this nation to be influenced by us. We want a chance to have a seat at the table in political arena, social arena, and economic arena. And the time is now. And this is so dear to my heart because a lot of the work I do is with helping second-gen entrepreneurs have this seat at the table within their family legacy businesses, being seen as credible, um, responsible leaders that can be given responsibility and been given room to lead their businesses into the future. And so 
NSARS, like I said, is much, much more than police brutality. It's much, much more than restoration of human rights, but it really is about the amplification of our voices as young leaders in Africa. And I believe that as Nigeria is setting the pace for other African nations, we have so many human rights atrocities across the continent. Um, and everyone is kind of looking to us as what will happen here. And if, if this goes well for Nigeria, it really will be a source of hope for other African nations to rise up and to clamor even more loudly against these human rights injustices and um, abuses in their various countries. Black Tuesday was a really heartbreaking event. I mean, I live two miles from where it all happened and it's it's been a really difficult time. And it was really heartbreaking because a lot of us, of my generation, really saw NSARS as a beginning of a journey to dismantle and to create a fairer Africa for our children. And the use of violence by the state, essentially state-sponsored state terrorism, was something we never imagined. And it became so apparent to us that Nigeria is not a democracy. Nigeria is a military dictatorship with, um, you know, smokes and mirrors of a democracy. But it's really, it's, you know, to dare to dream is to risk heartbreak. We may be heartbroken, heartbroken temporarily, but it really is time for us to, you know, encourage one another, wipe our tears and focus on the future Africa that we have in our hearts and we desire for our next generation because they're worth it. So it will take time to build the Africa we want, but we must be committed to the cause and keep going. Thank you so much. Um, I have a podcast myself called The Connected Generation with Nikkei Anani, and it's all about the rising generation, next gens in family businesses, trying to find their voice, like I said, find their leadership in their family businesses. Also, rising first-gen entrepreneurs that are building businesses that will be future-focused and stand the test of time whilst leaving an impact on our continent. So thank you so much. Hi, my name is Uluwatobi Ashekum. I'm Nigerian and I live in Lagos. <sighs> I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news about Nigeria, but in the last two weeks we've had the NSAS protest. The NSAS protest is essentially young people speaking up against police brutality. And this has been a defining moment moment for me as a Nigerian, especially as a Nigerian youth. I've never I've never experienced anything like this in my life before. I mean you see protests, it will start maybe for two days max and then that'll be all but we've been able to sustain this for two weeks. And unfortunately we had to stop on Tuesday for some very bad reasons. By stop, I mean stop physical protests, stop the physical protests. Uh, we continue on, we've continued online. And it's very sad how things turned out because 
the Nigerian government, the current Nigerian government came in on the platform of change, being progressive, <clears throat> excuse me, being for the people, you know, they badmouthed the previous administration a lot, made many promises. But on Tuesday, after a very weird announcement for people to stay at home, the, the, the Lagos State government announced a curfew very suddenly in the middle of the day, around, around like 12 p.m., and gave people about four hours to get home. And obviously the protests had been going on only for soldiers to be deployed to Leki Togit, to one of the highbrow areas in Nigeria, in, in Lagos, sorry. And people were killed. There's a whole lot more about it. You can go online and search. But <clears throat> what I want to say about it is that we're not going to give up. Our voices are louder than ever. And thankfully, we have the internet. We have technology. We've been able to leverage technology to, you know, uh, publicize the the movement. And protests have spread all around the world. The United States, in the UK, in Europe. I mean, it's been encouraging South Africa. And now that we're still under curfew in Lagos, a few other states have gathered too, but many, many other governors have put their states under 24-hour curfew as well. But that, that's not going to deter us. What we're asking for is uh, what we call five for five. First for the police, uh, the police to be reformed. The, the, the particular ask is for justice and compensation for the families of the victims, an independent body to oversee prosecution of of the officers, psychological evaluation of this of disbanded officers before redeployment, increase of police salaries, and these are sort of uh, evolved into bigger asks. I mean, Nigeria is not Nigeria is not having a great time right now, and the people in Nigeria are not having a great time either. So, NSAS has been. I mean, NSAS is the hashtag, but it's kind of like an umbrella for all the issues that we've had in Nigeria. And I'll say, please uh, read up about it on the internet. We're not just making noise. We're not causing trouble. We've been very peaceful. And I think this is the shift that Nigeria needs to move forward. It's going to be very hard. There's a lot of learning and relearning that we need to do, but... I'm proud to be a Nigerian. I'm proud to be alive to experience this at this time. And I'm hoping it's going to result in changes for other African countries too. Because, I mean, Nigeria is quote-unquote the giant of Africa. And we learn, other African countries learn a lot from us. Thank you.